still got a few minutes left, and we're going to discuss a, some of the halachas relevant to Tishabov this year. The, the halacha on Tishabov is that one doesn't wash on Tishabov. One of the inuyim, one of the things that one's not allowed to do on Tishabov is one's not allowed to wash. And therefore the, the halacha is, is, is very clear that when one wakes up in the morning, one only washes negovasa, one washes one's hands only until the end of the knuckles, that means the end of the fingers, the, what we, what we call the third knuckle, which is the end of the fingers, one only washes one's hands until the ends of the fingers, one doesn't wash one's full hand. Same when one goes to the bathroom, unless one, one's hands are, are unclean, then one would only wash till the fingers. And if they're unclean, then you're allowed to wash the whole hand so that they should become clean. But uh, the halach of rechitza is that one can only wash one's hands until the knuckles. When it comes to washing for a fur, so if somebody suffers from eczema or some skin condition which needs the hands to be washed, or, or, or smeared with cream, which is also something that we, we don't do on Tisha we don't do Sikha, then the halacha is that one's permitted to do that. That's not considered a rechitza shaltanog, that's not a rechitza. One's allowed to wash one's hands for a fur. So this year, anybody who's coming to shul, those of you who will be making it to shul, men or ladies, it makes no difference, I'm not sure if the ladies are invited to shul, I have no idea, where in order to go into a public place, one needs to be extremely careful to make sure that one doesn't contaminate or, or in any way, chas uh, allow the corona to, be, to 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 spread and not to spread to others and not to spread to oneself. And therefore, we always instruct people to wash their hands with a sanitizer before you enter into shul, an alcohol sanitizer or any other type of sanitizer. Then on Tishbab, one would wash one's hands before you come into shul with an alcohol sanitizer. No problem at all. You're not washing for for tanog, it's not considered a rechitza, it's considered a, a, a rechitza shell, shell um, for health, for medication, and that will be permitted. People who find the sanitizer very difficult and very bad for their skin, and there's a lot of people out there, the sanitizer we have in Shul is not particularly a nice one. It's 70% alcohol, which is not very good for everybody's skin. So for those who struggle with it, and therefore they only what usually wash their hands with soap, with a special soap that we have in Shul, in order to again, prevent cross-contamination, then they they would be allowed to wash their hands when they come into shul or when they finish the bathroom, coming out of the bathroom or anywhere where there's a, a risk of them picking up or con- being, con- being contaminated or contaminating uh, others, then they would be able to wash their hands with the soap and make sure that their hands are completely sanitized. The This year, those who won't be able to make it to shul for... Lel Tishabov, either they're worried or they're, they're nervous for coming to shul, um, and quite rightly want, will stay at home. Or if they're, they're women who can't, there's no space in shul, or for those people who can't make it to shul because there's no space. We hopefully, I hope, and as far as the president mentioned to me the other day, they, they, they would like to put Megillus Echo on Zoom. So Megillus Echo will be read on Zoom. Now, we have a Chiyav to lay Echo on on Tishabov, on Lel Tishabov. It's a Chiyav which is uh, obligatory both for men and for women. There's a chiv to lay necho, and you can lay it, you can read it from a siddha, you don't have to lay it from a megillah. We in the shul have a minig, which has been handed down to us from Rabbi Feldman, that we lay it from a megillah, which is very nice, and therefore we will hopefully have it on Zoom. But, and this is a big but, listening to megillah on Zoom, I'm not 100% sure that you actually yotze your mitzvah of megillah. So my suggestion is that those who are going to be listening to Echa on Zoom should follow Echa together with the Balkaira. The Balkaira who reads Eichel will be reading it pretty slowly, and you can comfortably follow with in your Chumash and just say it quietly with the Balkaira. That way you'll be able to hear the Eichel, but at the same time you'll have fulfilled your mitzvah of saying the Eichel 
yourself together with the Barkayim. On Tishabov itself, Tishabov day, the Melacha is forbidden. It's forbidden to do Melacha on Tishabov. Now, it doesn't mean that one can't do any Melacha. It means until Chatzos of the day, one mustn't do any Melacha. That's any work that's going to cause a person to forget that it's Tishabov. So therefore, no cooking, no cleaning the house, etc., no washing dishes, all that type of work that would m- distract a person from focusing on Tishabov is forbidden to be done on Tishabov until Chatzos. After Chatzos, a person is permitted as long as he should try, he or she should try not to lose track and lose focus on the availus of the day. So some people have a minute to, they're working in the kitchen, uh, on after Chatzos, they will put a shear on, which is relevant to Tishabov, or, or something just to keep them, keep reminding them that it's Tishabov. You're not obligated to do that, but one should try not to forget that it's Tishabov, even when one's working in the afternoon. One's allowed to cook after Chatzos, one can cook Shabbos, after Chatzos, if you need to prepare your Shabbos, you can prepare your Shabbos. You can definitely prepare food for Matsoi Tishabov. And if you really, really need to, you can prepare, prepare food, food for your summer holidays. If you are daring to go away this year, you can prepare food for your summer holiday, as long as we try not to be Messiah Das from the Avedis. In Mincha, in Shemayin Esra, we say nothing. In, in, in the bracha of Yerushalayim Echo, we, we add an extra additional to the bracha. as the bracha of Nachim, where we ask for comfort from HaKadosh Baruch Hu to rebuild the base of Mikdash. And we finish off the bracha with an extra, a change of wording. Baruch Ata Hashem and Nachim Siyayin of Bainay Yerushalayim. That bracha has to be said whether you are fasting or whether you are not fasting. It's totally irrelevant. It's a bracha which is said on Tishabav in Mincha as part of the Mincha Tefillah for whoever davens mincha. So whoever is davens mincha, whether you are fasting or not fasting, you still say, you add the additional nachim in the bracha of Boini Yerushalayim with the change of the chasim at the end of the bracha to menachim siyayin of Boini Yerushalayim. If you forgot to say nachim in the bracha of Boini Yerushalayim, and you remember when you start with say Hashem Elekeinu, which is also a bracha about building on the base of Megdosh, so you can add the nachim before the words you add the say the whole extra piece of Nachim in the bracha of Ritzay, but this time you don't finish off with Baruch Menachem Siyin of Yerushalayim. Before you get to the bracha, you say and you finish off the bracha as normal. Baruch Hashem If you forgot to say it even in Ritzay, then you can say it before you say Yiyu Lerotzein, at the end of Shemayin Esra, at the end of L'Kain Yishoma, you say, L'Kain, sorry, end of L'Kain Yishoma, you say Yiyu Lerotzein, before you say Yiyu Lerotzein, before you walk back, you can add the Nachim there, but you don't finish off with the Bracha. You just say the Nachim until you come to Baruch Hashem. You don't say the Baruch Hashem, you miss that out. And then you say Yiyu Lerotzein, and you walk back and you say Oyster Shalom. If you forgot to say Nachim by the time you finish Shemayin Esra and you've already walked back, you do not need to repeat Shemayin again. If a person is fasting, then there's another additional tefillah that he adds into the Shemayin Esra in Mincha, and that's the tefillah of Aneinu, which is said in Shemakaleinu, but that's only said by somebody who is fasting. Somebody who is not fasting does not add the Aneinu tefillah into the Shemayin Esra. This year, Tisha B'Av falls on a Thursday. Normally, when Tisha B'Av, the day after Tisha B'Av, the halach is that the availus of Tisha B'Av continues till the next day. Some have the meaning of the whole of the next day. 
some of the minig. Part of the next day, the Ramah, which is minig Ashkenaz, tells us that we have the minig to keep the Avelis until Chatzos on the 10th of Av. However, this year where Chatzos, the 10th of, Av, 10th of Av is a Friday, therefore there are some, some uh, dispensations which the Halacha allows us with regards to preparing for Shabbos. And the first thing is that one's allowed to start washing clothes immediately after Tishabov, as soon as Tishabov is finished. Please do not wash clothes on Tishabov itself. I have heard it being said that when Tishabov falls on a Thursday, one's allowed to wash clothes from Chatzos. That is not true. You can do Malacha from Chatzos, but you can't wash clothes. Washing clothes is a separate halacha, which is forbidden in the whole nine days. Chazal allowed us to wash clothes. Matzoi Tishabov. That means not Chazal, the minute allows us to wash clothes, Matsoi Tishibov, because we need our clothes for Shabbos. And therefore, one's allowed to wash clothes, Matsoi Tishibov. In the halacha, there's a discussion whether one's allowed to wash all clothes, Matsoi Tishibov, just get rid of that washing hamper and get it cleared before Shabbos, or are you only allowed to wash clothes that are relevant for Shabbos? What's not relevant for Shabbos, wait until after Chatzos and do that. And that's a discussion. If you look in the Chafetz Chaim Mishnah Brewery, the indication of the words that the Chavaz Chaim writes is that he seems to mean only clothes that are necessary for Shabbos. However, the Paskim disagree, and the Paskim nearly, uh, not unanimously, but the majority of them take on that uh, once the the halacha of washing, the, the fact that one's forbidden to wash has been removed, Matzai Tishbov this year, because Litzayach Shabbos was allowed to wash, then all clothes can be washed and there's no limitations in place at all. So therefore, Lahalacha, you can comfortably, Matzai Tishbov, wash your clothes, all clothes, and you can clear out that washing hamper without having to worry too much. Bathing and haircutting, which again is something we normally wait until Chatzos, again is permitted sooner than Chatzos as a means to prepare for Shabbos. However, it's not normal for, it's not within our normal custom to wash and bathe and have haircuts the night before, Thursday night before Friday. We normally prepare for Shabbos and bathe Friday. And therefore, one should ideally wait until the next morning, till Friday morning in order to wash and have a haircut before, rather than doing it immediately, Matsoi Tishabov. If one knows that one's not going to be able to do it the next day because he's at work uh, or there's, there's appointments and there's no way you're going to be back in time to bathe and to shave before Shabbos and therefore you won't be able to prepare for Shabbos properly on Friday, then you can bathe and shave Matzai Tishabov too. Listening to music, however, is not something that is needed for preparation for Shabbos. It's very nice. It's a lovely thing to be able to listen to music, but it's not a Shabbos-related preparation. And therefore, listening to music should continue to be forbidden. And so to eating meat and eating drinking wine, which is also not necessary as a preparation for Shabbos, that continues to be forbidden until Chatzos on Friday. The last two years of Tishabov, Tishabov fell on a Sunday. We had the uh, Tishbov was Nitra, it fell on a Sunday, it was a, a slightly easier Tishbov. Uh, I have an, um, struggles this year with a lot of people who can't remember that pregnant people, women normally do fast on Tishbov because the last two years have been a Nitra and things have been a bit easier and a bit lean, a bit more lenient. Some Dalachs of Tishbov were more lenient last year and the year before than this year. But this year, Tishabov falls on a Thursday, on a Tishabov, on the 9th of Av, and therefore the full halachas of Tishabov apply. One of the areas that we might have forgotten how the, the, how one prepares for Tishabov is the halacha of Sudam of Sekas. The Sudam of Sekas 
did not apply last year and the year before because they were both on Shabbos as far as I remember. Uh, it was both on Sunday. And on Shabbos, we do not have a Sudam of Sekhas. But this year, where Tisha falls on a Thursday, we do need a Sudam of Sekhas. Now, the halacha of the Sudam of Sekhas is as follows. The last meal which is eaten before Tisha is known as a Sudam of Sekhas. This meal is not a meal that one eats to help one fast through Tisha This has got nothing to do with fasting. This is a meal that one eats as a pre, as a precursor to Tisha It's the beginning of the availus of Tisha and every member of the household, male or female, fasting or not fasting, is obligated to eat a Sudam of Sekhas. The normal custom is that one eats the main meal, a proper supper before Mincha. So that supper is a meal that will enable you and help you to be able to fast. There are some who would eat a small amount of that supper, but the custom in most people is to eat whatever they feel is necessary so that they'll be able to have the strength to fast a 24, 25 hour fast throughout the day of Tisha B'Av. But one must be, and then we would go to Mincha, and then we eat post-Mincha, the Sudam of Sekhas. The One has to remember, though, not to stuff oneself too much at the first meal, because you've got to eat a Sudam of Sekhas, and you're not allowed to eat a Sudam of Sekhas when you're, what we call it, eating an Achila Gasa. When what you're eating is on, uh, when you're completely stuffed and not really capable of eating anymore, then that would, uh, that would eliminate, that would, we would consider the eating of the, Sudam of Sekhas to be a, a, non, a non-eating. You, you can't eat when you're full. Chazal don't consider that eating. And therefore, you must make sure that even when you, when you finish your meal before Mincha, that you've left some room there. You've left your, some space for a Sudam of Sekhas. You don't eat yourself to the full so that you can actually eat a Sudam of Sekhas. And it will be halakhically considered a Sudam of Sekhas. The purpose of the Sudam of Sekhas is to begin the Avelus of Tishabov. The Avelus of Tishabov really begins with the Sudam of Sekhas. We don't have all the halachas of Avelus which applying to, to Tishabov at the time of Sudam of Sekhas. You don't need to change your shoes, etc. But there are some halachas of Avelus which apply. And therefore the definition of the meal is a meal of Avelus. And therefore the meal is eaten with bread, plain bread. If really necessary, you can add a bit of uh, butter or a bit of margarine, but it's primarily plain bread together with a michael, with a, a food that's called an avelus food. Now, avelus food is always food which is round. Something which is round is called an avelus food. We know that uh, when uh, Yitzchak was sitting shiva, Yaakov fed him, uh, um, Esau fed him nezid adoshim. He fed him a dish made out of lentils, because lentils is round, and therefore it's considered an avelus food. Therefore, the is either to eat a bread, with an egg, an egg is also called an avelus food because it's round, or lentils, etc. Nowadays, I don't think many of us eat lentils before in our Sudam of Sekhas, so we eat a bread and a egg, a hard-boiled egg. We dip the egg in some ash to remind us of the avelus, and that's what we eat as the Sudam of Sekhas. The, the bread does not need to be stale bread. There are some people who used to be makbid, they were careful only to eat stale bread. It does not need to be stale bread. You can eat a fresh slice of bread, or you can eat a, a slice of, um, any type of bread. Uh, it can be sourdough bread, any type of bread you like, as long as it's bread, and together with dipped in ash, and then you eat the egg, and that is your Sudam of Sekhas. You're not allowed to eat more than one cooked food or one baked food other than your bread. 
That's why we only eat a piece of bread or two pieces of bread or three pieces of bread, however many pieces of bread you like, together with this cooked food, which we eat, which we, today we eat an egg. But if you want to eat some other cooked food, fine, but only one cooked food with a, with, with a bread. You can't eat more than one cooked food in a bread. That is considered a machal avedis. You can drink as much as you like in the suit of seconds. You can have a coffee, you can have a tea, but drinking beer or any Alcohol, alcoholic beverage, that's frowned upon. It's not also, but it's frowned upon in halacha. It's not something that one should be eating uh, before tainus. It doesn't, it doesn't match the mood of the suda hamafsekes, which is meant to be a, a meal, or uh, meant to be a meal of avelus. The Mishnah Burr says that when one sits down to eat one's meal of suda hamafsekes, you should say, Zuhi sudas tishabov. This is my suda of tishabov. So you sit down, you wash, you dip your bread in, you eat it, and then you say, Zuhi sudas tishabov. I'm now eating my sudas tishabov. Because the sudam of sekas is a suda of avelus, therefore we eat it sitting on the ground. And that's the only bit of avelus that we keep at the time of eating the sudam of sekas. You do not need to change your shoes or anything of the sort. You just sit on the ground. And again, because it's an Avelus meal, we try and eat them separately. Even if there's three men in the room, we try and, and eat the Sudam of Sekis in separate parts of the room, not as a unit of people, so that we don't need to make a Muzuman. A Muzuman is, is considered eating together. That's not a sign of Avelus. And more so, even if a person, if three people would eat together inadvertently, they still wouldn't make a Muzuman at the time of Bichas Amazon. Ideally, when we reach Bichas Amazon, you should pronounce that before you say Bichas Amazon, that I'm not accepting upon myself the tainus until Shkia, so that would enable you to drink and eat even after you've benched. But with the Ebed, if you forgot to say that, you still haven't been Makabal the tainus because the, the, it's accepted that you only want to be Makabal the tainus at the time of, uh, the time of Shkia, not at the time of benching. One more halacha which is relevant to Hilchus Brachas. So we'll now close the circle. Uh, the halacha which is re- extremely relevant on Erev Tishabov and beginning of, or before any Tanis, halacha that we've already learned in, in Hilchus Brachas so far, and that is the bracha that one makes on water. Before a Tanis, one likes to drink a lot. I'm not sure if it helps. If it doesn't help, it makes one feel psychologically, it makes one feel better. So one drinks a lot of water. The halacha is that one makes a bracha of shahakalam water, but only if one's thirsty. If one's not thirsty, then one can't make a bracha on water at all. Water has, is tasteless. Something which is tasteless doesn't have a bracha attached to it. The only time water actually has a taste is when you're thirsty. And therefore, when one's thirsty, one makes a bracha on water. When one's not thirsty, one doesn't make a bracha on water. So if you've just eaten a wonderful meal, and you've had a sudom of seconds, and you drank already one and a half liters of water, and then you decide for good measure to have some more water, you're not thirsty at all. You're just drinking so that tomorrow, when I'm on a tannis, I shouldn't get re- dehydrated. And the weather forecast seems to imply that it's going to be quite hot this dish above. So you want to make sure you're not going to be dehydrated. So you're going to add another cup of water to the to the system, then you wouldn't be making a bracha on that water. You only make a bracha on water if you're drinking it because you're thirsty, not because you don't want to be dehydrated tomorrow on Tishabov. So that gives us a very short picture of the halachas of Tishabov, which are relevant, particularly relevant to this year, not relevant to uh, Relevant to, to, to some years, not every year, but we haven't covered all the halachas of Tishabov because they're, they're much, uh, much more vast than what were the areas we've covered today. But it gives us an understanding a little bit of the halachas which are relevant. And that brings us to the end of the series of 
of Shurim this summer. We will come back, Rezat Hashem. Hopefully, there will be, won't be a Tisha B'Av this year. Met Hashem will all be going to holiday in Etisor and Yerushalayim all together to see the rebuilding of the, of the Bayes Shlishi, Rezat Hashem. And there will be no more COVID. We won't be any more lockdown. We'll all be able to get back to ourselves, back to normal life, back to serving the Bayes the way we know how to serve the Bayes Shleilam. And uh, I wish everybody a Easy fast, if unfortunately we haven't yet managed to rebuild the base of Mikdash by Thursday. I wish you all an easy fast. Those who are not fasting should know that they're doing a great mitzvah, not fasting. They're fulfilling the mitzvah of looking after themselves, of v'chai bahem, a person is obligated to make sure that Judaism is there to help him live, not to make him unwell. And therefore, if he's not fasting, he's fulfilling a huge mitzvah. Deraisa, somebody who fasts is only fulfilling a mitzvah drabonim or fasting on Tishabov. Somebody who's not fasting is fulfilling a mitzvah deraisa of a shmata misnafsha seichem, v'chai bahem, which is a tremendous mitzvah, and they should give chizek to all those who are not fasting, that where they're halachically not obligated to fast, that they're fulfilling a mitzvah deraisa. And Be'ez Hashem, we will, I wish you all a good holiday. Those who are going away on holiday have a good break when they go away. Those who are stay safe if you're going away, please stay safe. Go somewhere safe and stay safe. Don't don't take COVID with you and don't bring COVID back with you. And those who are staying at home should have a good rest at home. And we look forward to seeing you back after the holidays. Where Hashem will we'll, we'll reconvene sometime after the holidays, whether before Rosh Hashanah or straight after Sukkot, we'll see you near the time. And I wish everybody a wonderful evening and should stay well and stay healthy. Have a good night.